Hello, everybody, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Katie Stringer, and I hope you're all having a great day so far, and you are feeling excellent. All right. Today, we'll be talking about who I am as a person and my perspective and thoughts on American history. So, what type of person am I? I am the type of person who likes to brighten people up and make people happy. I always like to see people smile because... I don't like to see people sad or upset. And I don't like to be sad or upset. I don't know about you, but um, I try to be nice to everyone I meet. But on a different note, um, I'm also the type of person who likes to get everything done. I'm a very hard worker. I love to work hard. Um, it makes me feel good. And I get motivated when I work hard. I also get motivated by thinking about working hard. Um, I mean, yeah. I enjoy soccer, working out, fishing, um, and I enjoy history. Now, my thoughts and perspective about history are a bit interesting. Um, I do like history, but not as much as other subjects. For example, science. I prefer science over history, no offense. It's just more interesting to me, and I like to get more engaged in those in science. Um, I do understand everyone has their own favorite subjects. Not everyone can like science or not everyone can like history. Every person varies in their differences, but a reason I think I don't like it as much as science because it's a bit boring. There's not much, many interesting things going on. Science is kind of, you know, you can do lab experiments and stuff like that, which I really find cool. And that's why I enjoy it so much. But history is, is not for me, you could say. Not my cup of tea. Um, so some parts of some chapters are interesting in history books, like chapters that talk about voyages or wars and battles or things they went through to prepare for big events coming up. Um, I'm more of an action person. I don't like to pick up the little details. Um, and then also when chapters just talk about their lifestyle, what they do in, in their villages or communities in their everyday life. It doesn't it doesn't really interest me. Um, yeah, I mean everyone has their different views though, right? So all right, thank you. That's all I have to say today. I know it's a bit short, but we will have more to talk about in the next episode. So I will see you all later. Bye. All right, on to my second segment. I have three questions today that I'm going to be answering. They are, how would you describe America to someone from another country? How would you describe American history to someone from another country? And what is a historic moment I find most important and why? So to answer the first question, um, I would describe America as a place of freedom and a place anyone can enjoy. There are lots of places to, sit, to visit and see that you can't see anywhere else on the planet. It's, it's very unique. And that's why a lot of people like to come here. Um, there's lots of jobs here, lots of opportunity. You can start a life. You can get better education, more rights, more freedom. So, I mean, I would describe it as a paradise country because there's so many opportunities and things to take advantage of. Um, it's a good place to invest a lifetime into, I would say. Now, question two. 
describe American history to someone from another country, um, I would describe it as memorable. And it definitely defines and shows who we are today as a country. Uh, our history is there to show us how much we've changed since then. And we've had some good moments, some bad mo moments, but that's what makes it unique. That's what makes it America. That's what makes it who we are today. And I would describe it as pretty action-packed. The wars we've fought, um, discovering, we found new land, eye-opening, civilized, because we are pretty civilized back then, but also not. And uh, we were a powerful nation. We did have a lot of power. We were one of the main commanding um, countries in the world. And lastly, a historic moment I find most important. I think the most important was when the World Wide Web was invented in 1989. <clears throat> this invention sparked so many ideas and creations that were soon to be um, shown to the world, uh, which would have been eye-opening for tons and tons of people. Um, it would have changed the way of life. Um, like, it was a huge puzzle piece to our overall puzzle, and it helped evolve society today in, like, a very strong way. Um, in today's day, the world is full of different technology. It's way more advanced than it was 30 years ago, so I think it's a humongous turning point in history. Actually, another question I have is, um, what do I want to learn more about when it comes to history? Um, I want to learn more about the Industrial Revolution. I feel like that was a pretty cool timeline and lots of inventions and ideas were brought up. Um, it was another turning point, I would say. Um, I just don't have much knowledge on it. I wish I could know more because it seems very interesting and it, it, it intrigues my, uh, my learning. So lots more questions actually. <laughs> so how do colonizers colonize and how does it work? Um, my perspective on this question is uh, colonization is basically when one power controls a dependent area or people, um, colonizers subjugate others, conquering their population and exploiting it. And while doing this, they force their own language and cultural values upon the people. <clears throat> so basically, let's say they take control of a village and they, um, they basically force those people that lived in the village to... Um, to ad adopt, adapt to their cultures and stuff. They basically just force it into them, like shoving it down their throat. And they basically have to uh, do whatever they say. Now, my second question is, explain why America became important to Britain. Now, my answer to this is, um, I would say America became important to Britain because Britain wanted to establish 13 colonies and these colonies were very vital for Britain to harvest raw materials like lumber, fur, and fish. And these were all necessary for Britain's growing empire. So America became a huge reliability for Britain. And the were the colonized ju colonists justified in breaking away from gr Great Britain? Sorry. I think they were unjust, or they were because of unjust laws, king of tyranny, and they both violated searchers and officials. So it was, I think it was justified to break away from Britain. Next one is, um, how do indigenous people resist colonial colonialism? So my thoughts on this and ideas, um, weaker tribes 
often tried to ally with the settlers to gain an advantage against stronger tribes because there's strength in numbers, as you, as you know, they say. So, But on several occasions, Native American resistance was so fierce that the settlers would be forced to negotiate a peace treaty recognizing Native American land and land access rights. Um, also, <clears throat> I'm going to explain the interaction between the different social groups in early America. Um, I'm going to describe what life was like between the groups. So it was pretty different back then. There were many social groups in early America. Uh, if you were in the lower groups, like lower class and so on, you had to perform hard labor and were looked at as slaves. Um, these people were treated horribly because of this. Um, but the middle class was a lot better. The middle class had factory owners, doctors, lawyers, and government employees. They were almost the equivalent of the upper class. Now, the upper class consisted of estate owners, factory owners, and rich nobles. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, they had a very fine life with the servants and maids to do their housework and prepare their food and tea for them. They also usually lived in the countryside where it was very peaceful. They could enjoy life to the fullest. Um, it was also like people from the upper class would only talk to people from the upper class and people in the middle class would only talk to people in the middle class. And same on and same for the lower class. So you're pretty much stuck in your own class. You couldn't do anything, couldn't talk to anyone, couldn't interact. So it was basically your little group, little life that you had to live. Um, so this is a good question. Um, when are revolutions justified? Um, kind of short answer to this, but they are justified when they're trying to take back something that was unrightfully taken from them. That's what I think. Um, it's kind of like revenge. I mean, I know retaliation doesn't really isn't a good thing sometimes, but let's say Britain moves in and conquers all your people and they force their beliefs on you. Wouldn't you want to get revenge? Uh, I would. That's just me, though, but I think it's it's right to um, revolution when something is taken from you. Now, the Pueblo Revolt um, it was the single most successful act of resistance by Native Americans against a European invader. It established Indian dependence on the Pueblos for more than a decade, and even after Spanish domination was reimposed, it forced the imperial authorities to observe religious tolerance. Um, and this allowed the Indians to remain free until 1692. All right. Thank you for listening to my uh, podcast. Um, talking about history. It can get quite in depth because there's a lot of information. Um, yeah. Hope you enjoyed. Have a good day. Um, stay healthy. Stay happy. Um, yeah. I'll talk to you guys later.